0: Get it, boy.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting around the table with the Crown Killers. Hello, my name is Kyle. I play Je suis un dieu. All right. Uh, my name's Tom. Uh, I play Marduk's Bjorn
0: again. G'day hey guys, Michael here. I play Druid, e the ugly human druid.
2: Hello, well, met, Adventurers. I am Matthew. I play Shavi. I am the Rogue Assassin of the Crew.
1: Very good, very good. And I am Aaron. I'm your dungeon master for the day. It is the day of perceived plan of attack. Demos day. <laughs> <laughs> we will fight them in the trenches. we will we'll fight, fight, fight them in the field. In the field.
3: With growing confidence in
2: the air. We will never surrender.
1: Crown Killers created a multi stepped plan in order to take down their vile enemy, Demos Tortuga, all the while attempting to infiltrate his lair and get possession of a weapon they could use to take down their other foe, Delnak the Outcast. The party are prepared, and all they need to do is enact their master plan. The storm rolls on. Night has fallen. The storm's still raging in the ocean beyond. We cut to the room of Chavi. Lying over a couch, you can see on his stomach and tattooing his back is Animos. You can see a beautiful pirate woman. You can see her sketchbook to her side and she seems to be using some very arcane-looking materials to do so.
2: In order to be able to get to Delnak, I need everyone. I don't think I'll be able to do it as, Do it alone.
1: You won't be alone. I've grown to trust you more than anyone. Except for Bridesa. I just don't want anything bad to happen to you.
2: There's no way I would let anything happen to myself without first being able to confront Delno.
1: You need to make me a promise then. Anything. The moment that this goes bad, you need to run back to me and we'll go east together.
2: I, I have a backup plan.
1: Promise me. I promise, absolutely. She will kiss you. And as she finishes, you watch as there is this beautiful art piece across your shoulders and that goes down your arms and joins onto the forearm tattoos of the blades that you have. This magic surges through you. You feel the daggers that you magically create have become stronger. And you watch as they flare this teal blue sort of energy as they do, almost like they're vibrating as you put them back. You go towards the nearest glass stained window, turn around and have a look at your tattoo. Would you like to describe what this tattoo looks like, what it does, and what it represents to you? So, I,
2: Shavi, amongst the time spent with Key and things like that, he had been in the background, sort of studying and learning the ways of his pretty signature move of the shadow step. Uh, The tattoo that he has put across his back is. Pretty much the silhouette outline of his head with the mohawk uh key's head with the mohawk and it allows shavi to pretty well use the shadow step ability which yeah he thought the picture of key was suit and Belty owed it to him
1: you can see his ears sort of move across your shoulders and the mohawk goes up the back of your neck and joins with your hairline. The shadowy sort of almost faded sort of gray scale. It looks quite nice and beautiful. As you look out across the bay and you're staring at the horizon, you swear you see breaking out of the water's surface, a large spiked shell many hundreds of feet away. As lightning crashes, you watch as that vision disappears as Annie moves by your side. And then we cut to Just we. Yes? As you lay there, systematically cleaning your pistols, you can see these metallic instruments that had been gifted to you lying down in front of you. You hear this voice in your head that says, We have done well, you and I. Ah, uh, don't you be taking credit for the things I do? We are indeed a partnership. You could not have done the things you have done without me nor I with you. All of this... Everything you've gained, the Sea of Thieves, is but the beginning. That we can agree on All that stands in our way, the filthy reptile that will soon be vanquished. You feel the surge of power move through your arms, and you feel your strongest ally resides in these weapons as you sort of turn them over, knowing that your intentions are aligned, or at least you know this thing's intentions at the very least that point we move the morning of we can see everyone gathered in the bay as you're looking across you can see strewn around the area various different free workers who are manning ballistas you can see them dripped with poison you can also see lots of barrels that seem to be positioned quite carefully runes glowing off of them in ever such a subtle way you can see all of the ships manned and ready to go at your command as the four of you with Rodessa stand. Oh, big day ahead of us, boys. Do you think turtle soup tonight? Let's keep it tight. As you say that, you hear this <laughs> and thunder just and lightning smashes down probably about 200 feet away. Well, that's
0: fucking ominous. I was, yeah, was going to say the same thing. But I tell you what, where do you find a legless turtle? Right where you left it. Ah. <laughs> And with that, I would like to cast Water Breathing. That can be up to 10 creatures. So obviously all the, the party and Redessa and I guess any of the captains of the ships maybe and people going on ships, those couple people, takes a second. And what I want to do is in character me say, boys, I need to, this is, I'm going to concentrate really hard on this. Like can someone, someone needs to rub my shoulders and someone needs to rub my feet while I cast it.
1: And I'm going to roll Deception because that's not true. <laughs> and that
0: is a four. Shit.
1: So you all look at him and he is smiling, trying to receive some of his touch love language from his best friends.
3: Uh, Drew, I have seen you turn the party into Tyrannosaurus Rexes whilst getting stabbed. I think you can cast this spell without a foot rub. Fine. And I click my fingers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now everyone can breathe underwater for the next 24 hours. I will actually, sorry, in saying that, I'll do us four plus the quick reaction force crew because they're yeah, the ones that are going to help infiltrate idea,
1: the lead. To so add that, I will say that moving from between two buildings, you can see the, lo- the looming pantherian tabaxi figure of Milo step out and you can see his black uh, tunic that seems to billow down into a, a vest like um, like cloak that moves behind him as he walks and there's almost like licks of black shadow that drip off of him as he goes. His yellow eyes seem to be glowing like the uh, fires of a furnace as he makes his way up and he stands next to Xavi, looks at all of you. He says, I'm not sure that I have met some of you directly, but I'm sure you've heard of me as I have heard of you. Where you met? Ovaltine, right? Milo. Mardox, pleased to meet you, Cobb. Like fit, like super pumpy handshake. He, he doesn't move his
0: hands and he just looks at you. <laughs> I'll say, uh, any friend of Keys is a friend of mine and I'll try
1: and hug him. He'll hold up a hand and he says, Friends, that's not what Key and I were. What is the plan? When do we infiltrate the lair of Tortuga? Potentially? Nah. Maybe after. Um, We don't know. He looks towards Shavi. Where would you have my men positioned?
3: Alright, so we uh, bomb voyage our four crews that are going to bomb the lair.
1: Okay. So I'll say just where you hold a pistol up into the air as it shines in... The little light that's here as the rain is smashing down on all of you. You fire, and that being the signal, you watch all of the sails just unfurl. You hear the sounds of working ships as they begin to take off into the tumultuous bay of Demos. Off like a Bondi train.
3: <laughs> and not know this uh, Bondi
1: tram? It means really fast. Oh. You see them sail off, moving across the waves. Where are you guys standing right now? Are you on these ships?
3: I didn't think we were. I'm pretty sure we're spread out around the city.
1: Mm. If I can be somewhere close to like the the bay or close
3: high up close to
0: shoreline, so I can sort of cast spells
3: and stuff, do that if I need to. What you you decided that was the heights because that's where uh, the statue that got us into Elmer is, so that's where Drew sort of stationed.
1: All right, so you know that uh, Demos's lair is off a off of underneath a lighthouse, which is uh, off of the cliff face, which is basically the north western point of um mediteri so he watches these boats meander their way through as just sweet you make your way where uh up near the entrance to
3: the harbour um on the western side western side yeah western side of the of the bay inlet i'm off just near the uh the entrance you know potentially to make some bangs go happen stealthing stealthing i'm gonna yeah stealthing
1: shavi where would you be 22, by the way.
2: So, Shabi will be with Milo and his crew. Um, We will be sort of scouting the shoreline, observing and waiting for... All
1: right, so Milo's crew walks onto the Crimson Wing. You can see that it is this um, Asian-style sloop vessel. It's got this red sail that seems to look like a dragon wing across the back of it, crewed entirely by uh, her her female pirating crew. You can see Annie Moss in the... Uh, crow's nest of that as milo and his entourage make their way onto the ship he's just sort of looking around at the space taking it all in doing mental calculations he seems like a very careful calculating sort of individual i'll say that mardox you're standing on the cliff that uh, just is on but just on higher ground than you as you look across the bay you can see the crimson wing and you see rodessa looking out across and you just give her like a a, a how you going even though she's really far away you so it's of, like a two-finger farmer wave yeah <laughs> Uh, and she will just, like, roll her eyes and turn away from you. But at that, Shavi and Drew, you make your way up onto the Crimson Wing as well. Can Shavi pull Redessa aside and talk to her? Yes. Yeah, you make your way up to her. She's just on the uh, stern of the ship. As she turns around, I'd say that you're right there, and she sort of she does that thing where you, you meet a short person when you look to where their eye level would be, and then you look down a little bit, and she's like, ah, Shavi.
2: I just had a quick question before we get into all this. What, what exactly are your thoughts on it? Do you want this, or...?
1: I want to avenge my late husband. It seems that you have all convinced me that the best way to do that is to seek the weapon that lies within Demos's lair, if it even does. And then we take everything we have and we say east. least.
2: I, I also want this weapon, and I want Delnac. If push came to shove, would you get me there and get me to Delnac? Or are your ties too strong with Jisui?
1: Jisui is family.
2: What of Monfrey, though?
1: I will have to think about what he would want from me. His love for Jesui will also take consideration. That being said, between you and I I do not know how far Jesui has gone down this rabbit hole of conquest. Sometimes with dreams such as his on a scale such as his, you can be blinded by what lies directly in front of you. I think many people will die today, and I think that the cost of that Must be worth it. And the moment it is not is the moment that I will leave.
2: I'm not too worried about the casualties.
1: She says, this man responsible for the death of Monfri. I will see his head too. She'll put a hand on your shoulder and then she'll start giving commands to the rest of her crew as she walks away. Drew, you move your way up and she passes you as you are also on the ship. You can see that the ship here is ready to go, but is not um, currently making way. I'll get you all to roll perception checks to see what is happening outside of the lair of Demos.
0: Nat 20, baby.
1: 18. 10. That's a 28. Nat 1. Natural 20. 18. Okay.
2: Feel that bust
1: in the back of my mind. Xavi and Drew, looking out at this bay, it's very hard to see through the storm, the harsh rain obscuring your vision, the up and down of the waves that are beyond whitewashing, almost everything that you can see. In the distance, against the cliff face, the black silhouettes of your four ships sit there, awaiting command. As they do, you can see the clouds beginning to roll in, even more so than before, and the lightning begin to flash and flicker. You can see it getting more and more intense as it does so. As they stand there on the sea, you can see that they are awaiting something.
2: Can I just quickly try and see where Xander is?
1: Roll a perception check. Eighteen. Okay, so there are, there's four ships that have gone out to Demos' at the lair. There's the Crimson Wing, and then there are also seven ships that are still in the harbour awaiting your command to do with what you please, and he's one of those, you can see. His, his ship is there. You know it's his because the figurehead is a mermaid with an illustrious hat that seems to be yeah. <laughs> carved into the wood. <laughs> Love that. I'm just going to keep an eye on him. Cool. Time to drop the payload. You fire into the air. And as you do so, Jusui, you hear this loud cracking noise that seems to emanate even louder than the thunder and lightning that surround you as these explosions seem to go off. Are you exploding the ships? Okay, so you're dropping these things into the ocean, right? Right, Yeah, try and bomb the lair. Okay. So barrels get thrown over the side of all of the four ships that seem to be residing outside of Demos' lair. And as they do, you wait a second, a silent second, and you hear a sound that is similar to the gravitational charges released by the ship of Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones. (laughs) Oh, I fucking love Ah, that sound effect. You hear that coming from underneath the water and you can watch the ripple effect of tidal waves move out from this area almost as if the vacuum of space just ejects water from this area and you're lost in vision for quite a while as they're quite a, a way away. You can see as it begins to settle, you hear another charge and then another and then another go off. And as this explosive affair occurs, you watch as the storm begins to part and stop rolling for a moment. You can see the rain subside. There is a pregnant silence. The calm before the storm. I don't like it. Job's done, boys. Off to the pub. (laughs) Looking around in this space, you can see all the crews look confused in your direction. It's at that moment, Drew, in the back of your mind, you hear the words, That was a mistake. At that moment, you watch as the few thunder clouds that seem to be surrounding the area begin to erupt with lightning. And as they do, you can see four amazing jets of lightning like magical energy that seems to surge from the sky, hit the four boats outside of the area. You see this core lightning absolutely crack four of these boats in half. Boom, 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 boom. You watch as they slowly begin to sink. In the distance, you can hear the screaming of your crews. You hear one of the charges below that seems to erupt into the ocean floor once again, but you can watch as the masts fall over, fires begin to erupt, as four more lightning bolts hit the boats outside. You hear in your voice or in your head, the voice of Demos Drew that says, I own this bay. Damn, that is scary
3: and get us bows and arrows against the lightning
1: yeah you just see the lightning begin to come down and as the flashes of light occur you just see the silhouettes of the ship because of the wavy uh coalescence of this water you can see it just dipping ebbing and flowing uh as it does so i'll try and you know see if i can use my sort of
0: mental prowess to reply to him and say well it's now under new management hey <laughs> <laughs> <Got him. laughs> Okay, as you cast your Scry spell, what does it look like? Uh, it, I have to concentrate. It uh, lasts for 10 minutes, but I have to concentrate for that 10 minutes while I'm casting, so I'm almost going to find a comfy spot and sit down cross-legged and just you know, hands over knees. What uh, I'm attempting to do is, yeah, it's an invisible orb that I want to cast into the lair almost above the entrance so that we can see if, any, if anything's coming in and out and so that I can look across the whole lair. And i'm just trying to see if demos is there if he's going to stay or if he's left our impact to the lair from from our depth charges
1: okay i will say that you use your scry spell and you cast it directly below the crack in the earth that you had escaped from as you do so you get this tunnel vision your eyes roll into the back of your head and Xavi, as you look at drew you can see him in this magical trance Drew, your vision is sucked through this portal like water going down a plug hole and eventually as you get to the end it flashes into this clear vision. You can see the mountainous hoard of treasure sitting in the dark. You can see a large rocky outcropping that you know is where Demos resides and slumbers. You can see the 80 foot drop off into the water below and it seems like the tunneled entrance that seems to go out into the ocean that you swam in as whales seems to be completely caved in. You can see rocks seeming to be piled up purposefully or through natural event you're not too sure but something interesting is in that water now you zoom in and you can see this blue arcane orb and as your vision becomes clearer and clearer of this space you can see that it is an orb that is it's probably two meters in in diameter it is quite large it's swirling and it seems like there is this energy and this force and this arcane from what you've seen magically the best thing that you could describe this as as a portal you can then look around the edges of this space and you can see gigantic crabs beginning to move around this space just climbing its way up the walls you can see these tendrils of vine that were used to restrain you at one point. Have seemed to mutate and evolve into these rocky-like barnacle structures that have this tongue whipping out of it that seems to move through this space as well. This is a tumultuous zone. But the one thing you don't see is Demos Tortuga. But the, and you said the entrance is closed. There's no way in except that you know crack. of
0: that we know of, so. except through the crack we're
1: looking at. Well,
0: mm. oh, through the crack in the top of the lair. Okay, is that? Above land, yes, yeah. So there's a potential way we can squeeze in there, and there's also a, po- a a portal-like situation in there. Okay, but no demos.
3: I think we caved in the front entrance.
1: How big's the crack in the top? You remember from when you escaped from it that it was about two meters across, and you had to. It's it's pretty thin as yep. well. You had to be a bird to eject yourself yep. from it. So what I might do
0: is, um, well, I'll, I'll spend probably five minutes then, sort of scope, I guess, say it takes me five, ten minutes to scope that out. I'll uh, relay that back to the party, or back to the Milo's crew, Shavi, Jusui, and Mardox, and update them with what I've seen with the portal, or a potential portal-looking thing, some crazy crabs and tendrils, the the crack in the top. Does any of the, I can't see anything
1: treasure-wise. It's just treasure everywhere. It's treasure yeah, everywhere vehicle, at this vehicle. point. As you're relaying that, you guys all watch as there is the silent moment across the ocean and you watch as this surge comes towards the bay that you guys are residing in. This surge is smaller than it would be if Demos was attacking, but you can hear almost the sound of this scuttle. And as you watch as it passes by the area where Jesui and Mardox are standing, it moves across and past the ships that you guys have resided as if something's crawling under the water towards the inside of the bay. You watch as then the docks and piers around this space almost simultaneously are swarmed with giant crabs you watch as these individuals just claw their way up and start to manage their way across the shoreline at that point all of your free workers begin to fire these ballista into these individuals and there is all out warfare happening in this bay between sea creature and man you watch as there is a poisoned barb that goes straight through the heart of one of these crabs as it curls up over itself and you watch as one of the crabs moves towards a structure and just mashes it with its gigantic pincer. You can see some people just flash across the screen. and you But as, as that is happening, you look around and it seems that Demos has released his swarm upon you, but he is nowhere to be seen. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, quick message then to to
0: the team, but directly at Shavi and Milo and, well, Xavi to Milo. Do we potentially want to try and see if we can get into the lair to find this, the, the Delnak weapon? We may not get another chance, especially now with, with the army, with everything happening, it could be a good chance to slip in and out undetected, but that's a risk that we might have to take because we may not ever get another chance to get in there without Demos or without a distraction of this
2: magnitude. How far is it to Demos's lair from where we are? So we're at the shore of the bay.
1: What's that sort of distance? It's probably about 500 meters away from you to a K. Can
3: we... Are the Aracochrons in the air? Can we get them in yeah. the air
1: looking around to see if they can see the shadow of Demos? Okay, so I'll say that you signal these Aracochrons, You watch as they begin to fly across the area. They're all holding these rifles constructed for them by the blacksmiths we commissioned. As they soar across the ocean area... Are uh, you keeping a, a close eye on them just so you can see them surveying for shadows under the bay? It is at that moment you watch as two of them begin to sail across in the northeastern section, a massive claw or flipper moves out of the ocean, and just slaps them straight into the surface, and you can see them completely smash. You have ten left, but they've found him. He's that's that's about two to three K's to the northeast. Uh, you know Demos' lair is to the northwest, about a kilometer away. he just slaps them out of the air, and you can watch then as he sort of breaches, and as he does, you can see lightning just smash around him. Uh, At that point, I'll roll for these guys to see if they miss the lightning. Oh, okay. So four of these individuals seems to be hit by lightning. The rest of them seem to survive as they sort of begin to circle back. You can see them starting to fire and reload and fire and reload, and you hear one of them call out. Um, They're waiting for an instruction from you of whether to engage or pull out or what what they want to do.
3: Stay out of range, but stay in contact. Don't engage, but just keep him there. Okay, so they'll fire. They'll
1: they'll fire onto the ocean, and as they do, they sort of increase their altitude, and their focus now is on dodging the lightning instead of firing upon Demos. Um, You can see that he ducks below the surface, and as he does so, the surge around him seems to stop, and he seems to... Move around somewhere again, but he's in the area. I think, yeah, we we probably
0: won't get another chance to check out the lair now that we know he's out. I think we might have to take it.
2: I don't think a boat is the option.
0: No, but I think we have whatever's the quickest way to get there. But
2: yeah, is that the focus or or are we trying to draw him in? I thought we were drawing him in. I think
3: if we can draw him in, that's great. I think just if we split up right now, Mm. then you know, Deimos is going to fuck up two of us pretty quickly. Okay. And like the last time we're in the lair, like he only attacked once and then the lair fucked us up.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll see, Why don't we see if we can draw him in first? If we can, then we, we, we try and take that fight. If we, if we can't, then
3: yeah, maybe we need to try and do a big quick sneaky on the lair. How does one get the attention of a dragon turtle? I think we've already got his attention. All right, can we, can we send a crew out to like race in front of him and then scoot away as fast can as we can? Shallow part of the bay
1: to see if he'll come and then harpoon him. You pull up a various set of Flags that indicate, yeah, that flags that indicate for the ships in your command to do exactly that. They make their way out into the shallow part of the bay, and as they do so, I'll say the Crimson Wing ship is still docked at this moment, but the rest of your ships, the six vessels, sort of meander their way about four hundred to three hundred meters or so in the shallow part, just outside,
3: just outside, ready to come back in.
1: So yeah, these ships then park themselves turning around so it's not hard for them to begin making way back into the bay. You can see them just begin to to move themselves in that direction. You can see some of them beginning to fire off various different um, ballistas and things in that direction, and some of them even firing arrows off to try and coax Demos Tortuga in that fashion. So as this happens, the ships are facing back in towards Mediterranean. You watch as this tidal surging wave just begins to move behind them. And as it does so, it's getting larger and larger and larger.
0: Oh God. And then run! Run! My voice.
1: flags like, run! we're on
0: here, get back. Run,
1: run! It's at that point you watch as the ships begin to surge into the bay. And as they do, all of you can roll a perception check. Just so you can have advantage because you're elevated at this point. 15. Uh, perception
3: 24.
1: 23. Okay, so Drew and Just Swee, Drew from the ship and deck of the Crimson Wing, Just Swee from up on high ground. You watch this wave begin to pass over the boats that you have sitting in the bay and then peeking behind the wave, you can see Demos Tortuga as the wave moves further and further away from him. Drew, you know this to be an arcane spell similar to the one you had cast. He's trying to push your boats into the direction of the shoreline to smash them upon the wall as he sits still further out. Um, It's at that point you watch as the boats will attempt to control themselves or be smashed upon the rocks and begin to sink. So there is... There is seven boats out here, so you guys can roll for each one if you want to, and I'll roll for three.
2: 19. 16. 5.
1: 12. <laughs> uh, that's a 2, an 8, and a 18. All right, so anything above a 16 survives. Three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 19, I think, yeah. so three ships Six, survive. Three. Okay, so you watch then as three of the ships begin to funnel their way into mm-hmm. the actual bay, and as they surge into the bay, the tidal wave dissipates as they're allowed to uh, veer off into mm-hmm. the direction ...of the safety of Mediterry, whereas the remaining four... ...smash up against the rocks and begin to be turned to smithereens. Mardox, you see all of these wooden boats turned to absolute splinters... ...more destruction by this turtle, it seems... ...at the hands of the weather and the magic of this demon turtle. Yet more oak fucking wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at that point you can see Demos sitting out in the bay... ...probably 500 metres out looking back in and you can hear him just roar this Godzilla like roar as lightning smashes around him and you can see an arcane charge bellowing in his mouth as he ejects it into the sky threateningly can
3: I see him yeah alright and you said 500 meters yep alright sweet I'm gonna take a shot with uh Bro, the you tack. get it boy fire. it'll be a 15
1: 15 will miss so yeah, yeah. you fire off and you just see this tiny little uh chink in his uh, shell as the bullet hits and just deflects off. So yeah, the fire goes off and you guys hear this ring, almost like the revolver crack as it does so. As you as you do fire it and the bullet goes off, you can see that roar happen and then it begins to subside again and just sit in the bay as the storm begins to rage. Uh, start to roll insight checks for me, please, all four of you. 23. three. Twenty. not 20s. Oh, wow. Ooh, Both of us, yeah. I'm actually watching now. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, Mardox, and also Josui. Looking at the behavior of this turtle, he is never less than 500 meters away from the city of Mediteri, and he is using ranged strategies to destroy boats. It seems you'd burned him enough before. He's not taking any chances in this manner. So much to the point, Mardok's and minutest chance that he will enter the Bay of Mediterri.
0: What other ranged options do we have other than like you
1: firing? Pot the shots, shots at him. The Aracochrons. How yeah. far did the ballista <clears throat> go? Uh, you've situated them inside the bay, uh, but they have, a, I think they have a range of like 180 feet, which is not 500 metres. Yeah, that's fine. I'm yeah, but just they're, still they're still
3: fighting. They're still fighting all of Grabs fighting, and things grabs like that, and which and is so, going on in yeah.
1: the background. You can see just carnage across this yeah. space. You do see that your free working army is taking on most of the individuals uh, that seem to occur. But you can see crabs just continually crawling their way out of the sea.
3: Let's um, moment. let's get the pirate lords to dis to disembark and help with the crabs.
0: I think if we can, yeah, maybe distract him with like you know, pot shots. Even if things won't reach him, if we're firing at him,
3: yeah. Keep just the air Keep the mm-hmm. on the wall, for, like, taking pot shots at him. Yeah,
0: and if it, like if we, we've inside checked it, and it looks like he's just going to keep doing that sort of thing, then
1: um. Okay, so there seems to be three ships that seem to be left. They're currently sitting inside the actual uh, harbour. They've pushed that way by the tidal wave. You give the direction for them to turn around and begin to harpoon, start harpooning some crabs, and you can see them actually moving in this this fashion. Roll an insight check as well. What's the distance that
0: the harpoons can shoot?
1: Uh, About 180 feet. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, 15. Okay, so you can see that one of the ships that did survive was Xander's ship. But he he's there sort of firing off as well at this point. You can see Milo and his crew move next to you and say, now is as good as time as any. So we'll take off over land, we'll, Mardox, and
3: just we will regroup with them at the, um, the western gate. Yep.
0: Can we command like the, the three ships, obviously if Demos moves or something, then try and harpoon him? Um, and do we have like an option where we can like rope the harpoon so they can try and hold him? As well as if he leaves or goes underwater, like
1: signal us, fire off something. I'll say that's a command given to Rodessa who will mm. pass it on to the crews. So um, we know. Yep. She will look to you, Drew and Shavi, who seem to be here, and she says, do you want us to join them inside the harbour or should we ferry you to his lair? No, we'll
3: go over land for his lair. We'll grab some horses and fucking go to the crack. Okay. So yeah, I don't want to do it by water. <laughs> all
1: right, you watch as the Crimson Wing wheels its way around, moves through the uh, entryway towards the, the harbour of uh, the port of Demos, and as it passes through, it goes close enough to land for just uh, for Drew and Xavi to sort of jump off, and you watch as Milo follows as well. You can see as well as you begin to move across the bay and run through the buildings to reunite with Mardox and Jasui, who are also running to the northwest. Shavi, you take a look at Annie, who's in the crow's nest, and she looks towards you and just gives you a solemn sort of nod um, as if she's waiting Hmm. uh, for you to return. Hello follows you. You just see multiple instances of shadow explosion similar to the one that Key had. And you just see them just. Yeah, that's awesome. Twelve of them unite behind you and begin to run through these streets at the minute. As you begin making your way towards this area, dodging any sort of cliffside eminence of rock or any sort of rain slick you guys unite back together you can see Mardox running in the rain the the beard sweat just moving down his body and just sweet just sort of making his way through as well as the four of you go milo and his crew in tow you look out towards the bay and you can see demos begin to rage and submerse himself again and then re-emerge and lightning sort of smash around this area you know for the moment he's occupied as you take your stance upon his lair that's it for this week's episode of dnd valiant odyssey as always we want to thank you guys our amazing community for tuning in and it it's people like you that help us creators be able to do exactly what we love to do which is create podcasts for you this one in particular starred the crown killers that is michael as drew maddie as Shavi, thomas as mardox and kyle as just and me aaron as your dungeon master Speaking of our community, some of our members were lucky enough to see this episode a week in advance, and those are paid Patreon members. So if you're interested in being ahead of the curb, make sure you go and check that link out in the show notes below. If you'd like to support us in a different way, just come along and join our Discord, which is also in the show notes below, and we will engage in some chit-chat with you including some community games, and you'll never miss an update regarding D&D Valiant Odyssey ever again. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, the Dungeons & Dragons community is one of the most welcoming that we have ever seen, especially in terms of the podcasting niche. Now, if you're all caught up with D&D Valiant Odyssey and you're thirsting for more, make sure you go and check out some other creators in the same vein as us because they're all working very, very hard to create amazing shows to entertain you guys, to so go and show them some love as well. That's all from me this week, guys, and as always, remember to be valiant.